Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. It is impossible that no offense should come. What did Jesus say? He said, it's what? It's impossible that no offense should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. How many disciples do I have in this room? Jesus said, Jesus said, it is impossible It is impossible that offenses should come. You may be seated. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking to his disciples. He said, it is impossible that offenses should come. Matthew 18 and 7 says, you want to write that scripture down because this is a cross-reference scripture that coincides with Luke 17 and 1. Matthew 18 and 7, it says, woe to the world because of offenses. Offenses, uh, I believe the Greek word for offense uh, is scandalon, where you get the word scandal. Some translations in the Bible calls offenses temptations. It is impossible that temptations uh, won't come. Uh, Everybody say temptations. Uh, Scandalon or traps, entrapments. It is impossible that entrapments won't come. Do you hear me? Satan is always looking to offend the saints. Not only, but even in the household of faith, we can be easily offended in the body of Christ. Amen? All right. Matthew 18 and 7 says, Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come. Everybody say, Offenses must come. But woe to that man by whom the offense comes. All right, I'm going to give you another scripture that, that's a uh, cross-reference to Luke 17 and 1. Uh, Jesus uh, told Peter, he told Peter, but he was actually talking to Satan because Peter allowed Satan to speak through him at this moment. Jesus said, he turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. Mm-hmm. For you are not mindful of the things of God but the things of men. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Jesus, and I just got to reading this, and I think he might want me to go here tonight. Uh, Romans 14 and 13. Here's another cross-reference scripture for Luke 17 and 1, talking about offenses. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore. But rather receive this, not to put a stumbling block or cause to fall in our brother's way. If you read Romans chapter 14, 
Paul was talking about certain liberties that there may be, in, in this particular passage of scripture text, Paul was talking about meat, and he was talking about days. And if I don't eat meat, don't you judge me because I don't eat meat because you're a vegetarian. Do not push your vegetarian belief off on me because I like to eat meat. Whatever, if God has not convicted me about eating meat and I'm a vegetarian, then you are not to push your belief off on me. Come on here, somebody. So whatever you have a liberty or God has not convicted you, come on here. You are not to push that off on somebody. If I don't want to wear pants and I want to wear a dress because that's how I was raised, I can't nobody say nothing, and you are free to wear your pants, don't you push that belief off on me. It's quiet in here. Because all of us are at different stages and places in our walk with Christ. And Christ, once we grow up in Christ, he begins to deal with us about certain things. He allows his Holy Spirit to convict us about certain things in our life. Not you! It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet in here. So wherever you are free at... And I may be bound, come on here, be patient with me, but don't judge me. Read chapter, read Romans 14. It talks about that. He was talking about meat because the people felt like uh, the meat was sacrificed to idols and, and, and they didn't want to eat the meat. And Paul was telling them, Let, let's just work together in love. Let's just, let's just, come on, let's just... And, and he also talks about in Romans 14, certain days. You may think the Sabbath, which is a Saturday, and we got this whole division in the body of Christ. I don't, I don't worship the Lord on Sunday. I, I worship him on Saturday, and I'm a, a, I'm a seven-day Adventist, and now, and now we are divided in the body of Christ because you got this belief, and you're going to condemn the folks that go to, go to church on Sunday. You're going to condemn them to hell. Okay? But we're serving the same Jesus. And we offend one another. Let me also tell you this, because it also talks about this in Romans 14. We might as well go there. Let's just go on to turn there, because I feel like it, that's where we need to go. Touch your neighbor, say, let God deal with me. Let his Holy Spirit deal with me, not you. It's quiet. In here, it's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. Uh, there, there was, there was, there was a, a person that was, you know, they were going through deliverance, and they, all they knew was how to dress up as a man. Can't hear nobody say nothing. And they kept coming to this church. Can't hear nobody say nothing. We didn't bother them. We allowed them to keep coming to church dressed up as a man, and as they con continue to sit here up under the teaching over time the Holy Ghost started convicting and convincing that they needed to dress according to their gender it's quiet in here the old people said we like to get the fish and scale it and skin it at the same time get the fish in Catch them first. 
Let the Holy Ghost through teaching. They may not get it the first year. Oh, but around that, the end of the first year going into the second year, they may catch it. But we must be patient with one another and not cause that person to be offended by our legalistic. It's quiet in here. As long as they keep coming and sitting up under sound, that's the key. Sound doctrine. Sound teaching. Because if the truth be told, none of you changed overnight. And the truth be told, some of us, we're still changing as we mature in Christ. It's quiet in here. It's quiet. Well, you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, pray for me and let the Holy Ghost deal with me. You can drop nuggets, hallelujah, but don't dare rush my process. It's quiet in the house. It's quiet in the house because we can become a stumbling block, okay? All right, Paul talks about don't be a stumbling block. Let me tell you this. I got to say it again. 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 Do not become a stumbling block to you. Do not offend your brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't be a stumbling block. Come on here. Come on here. Now, I hate to go here, but I got to go here. Uh, uh, oh, Lord. don't do that thing in front of a weak believer that will cause them to fall that will cause them to be offended I went somewhere with a preacher my wife and I we went this was years ago we went uh, to dinner with a, uh, uh, a prophet and his wife. Yeah. yeah we went to Nicasina. Yeah, Nicasina. Yeah. <laughs> a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. Everybody said Nicasina. Mm-hmm. Is it Nicasino or Nicasina? Whatever it is. And just as bold as I don't know what, Apostle Cassandra, they had their glass of wine. I was like, oh, I said, the blood. I said, oh, I said, and I was like, you are a whole prophet. Know the Bible front and back. Now, if I was weak, that could have become a stumbling block. Again, do not be a stumbling block in areas where you may be strong and okay and the Holy Ghost has not convicted you in that area. Just because you do it don't mean I'm able to handle that in front of me. Do not offend me by your liberties. I had a problem with it. I was like, what if somebody saw you? And what I'm telling you, this is the problem, and this is where many people have gotten mad at me uh, because, you know, my thing here, if you're going to serve here, 
and uh, you might want to unfriend me. You might want to block me because if you serve here, there's a certain way that we carry ourselves when we walk in righteousness. And people have had to sit down. Uh, former people, they're not here any longer. Uh, because some posted some little drink drinks. And I was like, you're singing. Oh. You're singing and leading people in the praises and worshipings. I made up that word. Of the Lord. And you're drinking and you're posting. Everybody may not be able to handle that. And you become an offense to a weak Christian. So I told these several persons over the course of the time, if you're going to go somewhere, you may not want to post it. We live in a society where y'all want to post everything. And then when you get called to the carpet on what you posted, you get mad and want to leave the church. Don't post it. Because if I had a drink and posted it, y'all would crucify me. Oh my, the blood of Jesus. The apostle is drinking. He had him a little alice. I don't even know what I mean. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do not be a stumbling block to somebody who's weak in the faith. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Y'all quiet in this room. This is what this is what this is the this is the synopsis of what Romans 14 is about. You may be free in certain areas, but don't Push your freedom on me. If I don't want to wear makeup and you like to wear makeup and you go to a church where they don't wear makeup and that's their rule, like anybody, don't condemn me to hell because I want to look better than you. Because some of y'all, oh, some of you need a little help. This show got quiet in this room. Somebody just got offended right there. Did he call me ugly? I didn't say you was ugly. I said you might need a little help. Alicia, you might need to come on up here and sing another song of Zion, daughter. Because the saints got mad. All right? If you like, all right, let's move on. So y'all got the gist of Romans 14. I said go to Romans 14, read it when you get home. Y'all got it. All right, let's move on. Move on. Let's get up out of that because some, somebody got mad. Touch the neighbor says, stop posting so much. That's how you get in trouble. You sitting up here talking about your boss and you don't know who looking at your Facebook. And then when you get fired, you're like, I don't know why they got fired. They're just picking on me because I'm black. No, you dummy. 
No, it wasn't because you was black. Black lives matter. No, no. Don't use that for your foolery. You were posting something about your boss on Facebook and somebody saw it and you got fired. You do know they're checking Facebooks. Statuses. Come on here. Jobs are, y'all, they even check it before they hire you to see what type of person you are. You don't like that. Y'all already got offended. Well, that's my personal page. Okay. All right. Everybody say selfishness reigns in our society. Men and women today look out, as I said Sunday, I ended on this Sunday, we're going to pick this back up. Men and women today look out for themselves uh, to, uh, to the neglect and hurt of those around them. This should not surprise us. The Bible is very clear that in the last days, the Bible says in Timothy, he said men will be lovers of themselves, which means that you only care about yourself. You don't care about nobody else. Many of us, we are wounded, hurt, and bitter. And because, because, all because we are offended and we have not dealt with the offense. And you do not realize, you do not realize with your offended self that if I stay and live in offense, I, my brothers and my sisters, I am now in Satan's trap. And he uses the trap of offense to hinder us. Jesus made it very clear. It is impossible to live in this world and not have an opportunity to become offended. Yet believers, yet most of us, we are shocked, bamboozled, bewildered. I can't nobody say nothing. And we are amazed that we are offended and that people are offended we believe we are the only when you are offended you believe you are the only one that's offended ain't that right it's all about you when you're offended mine it's quiet in this room if you and my bishop used to say if you loan me an amen I'll be all right And so when we believe we're the only one that have been wronged, this response leaves us vulnerable. Listen, when we believe we are the only one that has been handled wrong, and when we are in this offense, listen to me very clearly. We are vulnerable to the root of bitterness settling in our hearts. So I'm telling you today, we must be prepared for offenses. Oh, you, say it with me. I must be prepared at all times for offenses to come. Jesus, it's got quiet in here. Remember, again, 
The Greek word for offend comes from the word scandalon. Scandalon. This word originally referred to the part of a trap to which the bait is attached. Kind of like a rat trap. Remember, if you saw a rat trap, if you, the old-fashioned rat trap, you would set the cheese in this little compartment. And once the little mouse or the rat trips the spring trying to get the little cheese out the little trap, he gets got because the thing's clothes hanging his neck because he was trying to get something out of a compartment when you had all them other cheeses somewhere else but you just had to get that cheese. It got quiet in this room. You know you're not supposed to be with that man. But you just got to have that one. And he's a whole trap. You don't want the one that God has for you. You want this one right here. It's a trap. It got quiet right here. You got quiet. You don't want that woman. You don't want that woman that God gave. You want this dying piece over here. Y'all got real quiet. She's a trap. This would be a song back in the day. Uh, she's a man eater. Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. Oh, here she come. Well, Y'all didn't like that. All right. Let's move on. Y'all done got offended already. Offense, you want to write this down, is a tool of the devil to bring people into captivity. Offense, what? Is a tool of the devil to bring, let's make it first person, to bring me into captivity. What did I say? Offense is a tool of the devil to bring me into captivity. Paul instructed Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 24 to 26, he said, And the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come uh, to their senses and escape the snare, the entrapment of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Those who are in quarrels or opposition fall into a trap and are held prisoners to the devil's will. When a person is deceived, I want you to write this down and make it first person. When I am deceived, I believe I am right even when I'm not. And so when you are in offense, that offense can turn into deception, come on here, and you believe you are right when you are not. And everybody else is wrong. 
It's always the other person's fault. It's never your part, never your fault. It's quiet in this room. Did somebody need to write that down again? Let me say it again. When I am deceived, I believe I am right even though uh, I am not. We can define two categories of offended people. You want to write this down. There are two categories, two major categories of offended people. You ready? Number one, those who have been, uh, those who have been treated unjustly. What? Those who have been treated unjustly. That's number one. What is it? Number two, those who believe they have been treated unjustly. You say, what? Let me say it again. Number one, those who have been treated unjustly. That's number one. Number two, those who believe they have been treated unjustly. What's the difference? Those who have... Those who, say it with me again, those who, and those who, mm -hmm. people in the second category, those who believe uh, with all their hearts they have been wrong, often their conclusions are drawn from inaccurate information. One way the enemy keeps us in an offended state is to keep the offense hidden. What did I say? One way the enemy keeps me in an offended state is to keep the offense hidden. What do you mean, Gardner? It is hidden with pride. What do you mean, Gardner? I'm glad you asked. You know you're offended. And we can look at your face and your action, your conduct, that you are, that you feel some type of way. And when someone asks you, you good? I'm good. I'm straight. I'm all right. The Lord going to fight my battle. You want to spiritualize it. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, honey. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn, for this is the heritage of the saints of the Lord. We have a PhD in spiritualizing dysfunction. I'm good. I'm all right. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not straight. You're crooked. And so pride cloaks, hides that offense by statements such as that. I'm good. I'm straight. Pride keeps you from dealing with truth. What did I say? Pride keeps you from dealing with truth. It distorts your vision. 
You never change when you think everything is fine. Pride hardens your heart and dims your eyes of your understanding. It keeps you from a change of heart. Pride does. But repentance will set you free. Pride causes me to view myself as the victim. And so how many of us in this room have played the victim? It's always somebody else's fault. It's never my fault. And if situations, offenses keep happening to you all the time, then maybe... It's not the other person's. Maybe it's something wrong with you. Just maybe. It's quiet in here. So pride causes you to view yourself as the victim. And your attitude becomes, I was mistreated. I was misjudged. Therefore, I'm justified in my behavior. I know I'm saving filled the Holy Ghost, but he on the back burner right now. I want everybody to know my displeasure. I'll walk around the house and not speak to nobody because I want you to feel my offense. Come on, you husbands and wives. It's quiet. It's, it's quiet. It's quiet up here. It's quiet up in here. I ain't going to serve today because I want Apostle Stacy to know I'm offended. And I'm going to sit on the front row while she's praying and fold my arms to let her see I'm offended. You know, people do that. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's, can uh, can y'all loan me? Amen. Amen. Those of you that are watching by Facebook, and you can you say Amen or something in the comment section? Let me know you with me. Thank you very much. Like so, like that. Because that's my business. And because you believe you are, uh, 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 have been wrongly done and you feel justifiable in your actions, you withhold forgiveness. Now you have stepped over into witchcraft. Now you have become a whole witch, man, woman. Because now you have stepped over into manipulation and you want people to conform to your madness. And the truth be told, everybody in this room has done this to a certain degree. Don't be sitting up here lying. Raise them hands. Raise them hands. Raise them high. Somebody said prior. Somebody said now. Um, (laughs) 
and we even use that same nasty attitude. I got to go because it's 39 seconds. We have used that same attitude with God. If we didn't get our way with God, we ain't praying, we ain't going to church, we're not tithing until, he, until I manipulate his hand to get him to move on my behalf. You a witch, you a whole witch. You can't make God move with your nasty attitude because all he got to do is snatch your little breath out your body and to dust you will return. Come on here. Touch the neighbor and say, don't you dare think you can treat God like that by withholding your praises, withholding your tithe and your offering, withholding, not coming to church because you mad with God because he ain't gave you what he, what you wanted him to give. He's not no genie. You a whole witch. You can't manipulate God with your nasty attitude because you mad at him. Look at your neighbor and say, who are you? Who are you to think you can manipulate God with your attitude and withhold it? All he got to do, all he got to do is withhold his mercy and the judgment of the Lord would fall on you so hard you'd be dead. God ain't got mad. Because God is not a man. He's not a man. You can't do him any kind of way. It's quiet in here. You can't do him any kind of way. He's God. When you look at your neighbor and say, he's God. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows the length of your days. I dare you. Stand to your feet. I'm out of time. And I'm just getting warmed. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, he just whispered, there are many that are offended with me. I heard it. He said, there are some people, and those of you that are watching, there are some of you that are offended with God because he ain't did what you want him to do. And I've come to tell you, he don't have to. He made you. You didn't make him. And if I were you, I would make it my business right now to say, Lord, forgive me for being offended with you because you didn't give me what I wanted. Perhaps he was protecting you from some danger. Well, he didn't give me that job I wanted. I wanted that car. Maybe it was something wrong with that car that was going to cost you. Maybe it was something on that job. Maybe it was a whole witch that you could not be able to stand against on that job. But you mad. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.